We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Well, there it is, the lasting legacy of Kevin Ploiecki. Well, the Red Sox are going to get Ploiecki back. Oh, did they butcher signed? that? Oh, I don't even talk about Ploiecki. <laughs> well, Bradford will get to the bottom of that. I think he did uh, talk to he talked to somebody this week who put a call into the uh, to the Phillies for using that song. Anyway, I have a great, great. I, I I'm very optimistic about baseball this year on this station and as a sport with the pitch clock with the no no um shift rules i think it'll be an improved dramatically the, the, Thank the you. product Thank we you. saw looking forward to the baseball season at the Woo Sox game when Sosie was sitting in my lap right in Lucino Suite in Lucino Suite bing bang boom that thing was in the 6th inning before i could blink 14 seconds or 19 seconds if there's a guy on base right. you know and thankfully limits. they removed the pitch clock when Greg joined the broadcast because we <laughs> needed more baseball anti shifts i mean it will be a different watch this year I think that is something encouraging about the season. All right. I, I have a uh, a good slogan, imaging for Red Sox baseball. Baseball's back. No shift. <laughs> oh, no shift. Very good. I like that, actually. Thank you. It's not bad. I'll work on that. So you're hoping, though, that the Red Sox will have some other marketable stars beside the rule changes when we go into next season. Yeah. Um, Heimblum is just butchering this offseason. The Red Sox have so much money to play with right now. They've, the $15 million they were paying a year for price to play on the Dodgers, gone. They have no J.D. Martinez on the books. They have whatever the money they had to Xander last year is freed up this year to use on him or other players. The Red Sox appear to have over $90 million to spend before they'd hit the luxury tax threshold, and they've said basically they're willing to go over that this year. Correct? So call it $100 million. Okay. So $100 million to spend. What are we doing? Why is Xander still out there? I saw the ESPN Insider story, which uh, speculated seven years, 126 would get it done for Xander Bogarts. Well, what they're doing is the old Belichick approach of letting him test the market, especially in a year where Correa and Turner are out there, and elite shortstops might not get what they're asking for. And if they don't, he surely isn't, unless you know a team's going to just go after him. Sometimes that happens. They go after the... You know the third tier guy because they know they can sign him. Right How away. has the waiting approach worked thus far? <laughs> um, well, not well. They got Russ Snyder inked this week, so that was good. That I mean, they rushed planned. to sign Sale. That worked out. <laughs> yeah, that was the previous worst signing in Boston sports history until the Mitchell Miller uh, fiasco. By the week. way, interesting point I heard yesterday somewhere. 
We haven't seen two people since since weird injuries. Hoyer or Sale? We have you seen Hoyer once? No. Is he doing okay? Do we know anything about his status? I haven't even seen him on the sideline. He used to be in the huddle and like in in Max ear. Right. Like you see guys like um, we've seen David Andrews. He's been on Instagram. He was you know he's had a concussion in the concussion protocol, but he was at a, a charity event last week. I haven't seen Hoyer at all. Chris Sale, I haven't heard, seen anything mm-hmm. since this catastrophic bike injury, <laughs> which may or may not have actually just happened when he punched the TV in Worcester well, and doesn't I, want to actually admit to it, having having that be the reason he missed games. I've said a lot of dumb things, but I'm going to say it. I am somewhat optimistic that Sale is going to come back and pitch. <laughs> I, I, I really, in my heart, think he's going to have a redemption year. Okay. Yeah, but put, that aside. Put the Cracker Jacks down. But that aside. They need to spend. By the way, is Cracker Jacks offensive? No. Okay. They need to spend this money, and they need to spend it wisely. So what should they do? And should Bo- I don't really even mind if Bogarts leaves. I really exactly. don't. Here's the issue I have with why the Red Sox are so dumb sometimes. You know what? We give Bill a hard time because he's very secretive. He seems to make outside-the-box decisions, but usually they come out and they work well. The Red Sox, on the other hand, say things I don't think they really believe. If if Xander Bogarts was the most important commodity they had and that, they, that their first and foremost job was to sign him to a long-term extension, he would never be where he is today. They would have sailed him. They would have done what they've done years in the past where they extend a guy. They would have just overpaid and, and eaten ins- it. Ensured his presence on the roster. Yeah. The second we heard Xander Bogarts on the eve of opening day at Yankee Stadium look sullen, discussing the lack of progress in his contract talks, I said it's as good as over. And they're almost better off with the way they've treated him to this point. I don't want to say it's not salvageable, but you've really you've pissed him off so much. If you bring him back on some kind of discounted rate, he's he's going to be unhappy. Don't you think he's going to be just like... But they've created a cumbersome situation. If right, you want to just right. talk about this, how good Xander is and say he's not worth the money, I think the majority of Red Sox fans would agree. Or at least... Yeah. 30 to 40% would say, I agree. The rest would say, well, make sure you do something so that we don't lose the production he was giving us. And then once the team started winning, we'd all forget about it. Was anybody asking about Mookie Betts when the Red Sox beat the Rays to go to the ALCS last year? Were they talking about how we need him? Or were they saying Verdugo's been a sensation? Look at Schwarber. This team's awesome. I was starting to spin that way. Okay. They won the trade. Exactly. So the only thing that matters is that you win. If you believe in what Heim Bloom does as a uh, evaluator of talent, then you should hand him the keys to the car and say, drive it until you get to a cliff and we'll fire you or we win a World Series and we'll extend you. Does that include allowing him to trade Devers? Whatever you need. Because this is the time Devers is at the point where they traded Mookie. But this is why you have the Red Sox where they have been schizophrenic since Henry bought the team, where you have... This GM's in, oh, no, he wants too much control. We fire him. Here's Sherrington. Oh, here's Dombrowski. And then he does what Dombrowski does. He wins the most games in the history of the franchise, but he's spending too much and trading your, your, your prospects, which is all he's done his entire baseball career, and you fire him, and now he's back in the World Series with another team. What the Red Sox haven't been able to do, because they haven't been able to stomach negative PR, they have decided to put their hand in the air and decide which way it's blowing to go that direction that day instead of having an actual philosophical approach that a baseball guy has, has created to give him the ability to operate that and let it see if it's successful or not. What they have done is tried to middle everything. And that's just where you... Like, the trade deadline was the greatest example of that. You just trade Vasquez on a team you knew wasn't going to the playoffs mm-hmm. and you don't trade the other guys because of the reaction to the Vasquez trade? Mm-hmm. 
Like that that whole scenario. Wait till Hosmer takes off this year. But but like oh yeah, we were waiting on Hosmer. That was a great one. I mean, it's just it's so frustrating because Sam will tell you, well, we have a we have a way of doing things, and they just don't. They don't have a well, simple. Well, they do. They philosophy. do have a philosophy. It appears to not sign guys in their thirties, which if that's what they stick to. I can sort of understand that. That's If they're going to stick to that going forward, you're not going to give a big third contract to a guy, right? Okay, but then why are they saying their most important job is to re-sign Xander Bogarts? Right. They'll only do that for, I mean, I guess technically he's 30. He's not really that old. But they're not going to sign him to a 10-year deal. They'll sign him to stick to their belief. They'll sign him for five years or okay. four years. I'll put uh, lunch, okay, uh, McDonald's or something, or Jim's Deli, on Xander not being back next year. Would you like to take a bet? No, because I don't. I'm not betting. I don't think it's likely he's back. Is Devers extended this off season? No. So then, in what way are they going to make the team better? That's the question. Now there are reports that they are in on the Japanese ace, the 30 year old pitcher Kodai Senga. Eleven years. In I was going to bring up Kodai. He's got a great splitter. He touched. He actually does have a great splitter. It's a good call by you. He touched 101.9. He 101.9, and he sits upper 90s with the fastball. 2.59 ERA. This year, 28% K rate. You said he was 30, though? He's 30. Oh. So that means the Sox aren't in. Oh, that's why Greg loves the Sox. No, 30's fine. <laughs> no, that's 40. Oh. Uh, maybe you're right, 30. Maybe 25. <laughs> Four years, 65 million, potentially. Okay, so that's <sighs> 15 million a year. Okay, fine. That's 15. That's not a bad signing. That's not going to be a signature move of the offseason. Okay. But it's a start. Okay, if they, let's say they do that. Are they in on Judge? No, they're not. I heard Hal this week, or is it Hank or Hal? I can't remember which one's still alive. I apologize. I think it's Hal. I heard the the surviving Steinbrenner in charge of the team say that they were going to do that. That that he's here. That that judge is back. Well, they've had positive conversations. They did say he's back. They made it clear they want him back. It was a hard hitting interview on yes. Um, But the Red Sox will say they're in. Don't float something that they're kicking the tires. You and I are not into PR. We are nuts and bolts sports, and so I want to (laughs) know. what the team is going to look like. Because at the end of the day, when we're down there in February and Greg's at, you know, with Brad Foe doing a podcast at the uh, Twin Peaks, uh-huh. I want to know who we're going to be discussing. So they're going to spend $20 million on a pitcher. I think they'll sign, I don't know about Bassett because he's old. Chris Bassett's 34, so maybe they won't. Can you fire anyone that says, well, I know you just said it, but anybody else? Sales healthy, 30 <laughs> starts. <laughs> Because they're going to get the who's the guy I Paxton? Am optimistic. Yes, they got Paxton back so, for four million. Paxton and Sale is going to be the the, the new sort of uh, go to for the uh, seam heads around here. Here's Sale's the, fourth redemption year. Yep, <laughs> fourth time. Don't count him out. Uh, and he'll do something funny with bike lanes or bike safety or something right. like maybe that. Maybe he'll, he'll maybe he'll, he'll rip up it. he'll rip up a green jacket or with a yellow jacket you get in the uh, Tour de France. <laughs> Great. There are so many ways you could play that and bring him back. But Shaughnessy calls it the dollar store rotation. Paxton, Brian Bayo, Whitlock, Nick Pavetta, and we don't know who else. They qualified Evaldi. Maybe he'll be back. You know who I saw right about that was uh, Spear. He made sense about Evaldi, that he didn't have a great season. He'd get a slight raise with the uh, qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. His family likes it here. Yeah, or we give him a two-year deal. That's great. So I'd like and Evaldi then, back. And then they signed Carlos Rodon. Oof. That's the guy, the lefty. Now, that's a $30 million a year guy, but it's a five-year deal, something like that. Five for 150 Okay, and what's the lineup looking like? We got Story at short. Who are they trading to play second? I don't know. Do you put Kike back at second? Uh, ooh, yeah, I like a little Kike. I think you keep Devers, and you don't. You, you know, you just don't have him play on his contract out. year. 
Kapanen, oh, he leaves for nothing. He's going to have a season of all seasons. Well, there you go. You I think he's the, the MVP. He, he might be. So I would say, yeah, get an MVP level year out of Devers. Mm-hmm. Cassis at first. Little Tristan Cassis at first. Mm-hmm. Your outfield stinks, but that's. I mean, I mean yeah. that's not a very important <laughs> area. <laughs> who, who quibbles about the outfield? I mean, the Red Sox have always won World Series without an outfield. Well, that's where it would like if they did Judge and Rodon. Would that win people back? Let's say they so sixty of million course. of your ninety is spent on that. You need box office guys. It, it, judge Rodon. If you get Judge, I don't care about Rodon. It's a huge win. Well, you would care. They need pitching. That was the big problem this year. They used too many bullpen guys that I, I, were stood have been starters. Okay, but if you do Judge Rodon, there's going to be half a story written about Rodon and thirty stories about Judge. But that brings legit excitement. Like that is a blockbuster. John Henry brings you back in. Okay, my guess, just a guess. Is they tr- they don't tr- they don't keep Xander? Devers comes back on a one year, you know, just the mm-hmm. final year final of his year arbitration year. Yep. You have if you suck, you trade him at the deadline. Maybe you get I don't think it's Rodon, but maybe you get Rodon. You get one sort of pitcher that you overspend for because they're nervous about sale, and then they say six man rotation is our plan this year. <laughs> I, I get ready for it. They have You're, six aces. Right. Six. <laughs> we, we, we have six aces and five outfielders. Six number ones. And, Lost in the twilight. I, I, <laughs> but it, it really is hard to sort of properly depict the rage that Red Sox fans have right now towards Heim Bloom. He has been, ever since the, the playoffs ended last year till now, talk about a string of losses. Just an absolute you know, dumpster fire. I mean, Sweeney's jumped ahead of him in terms of the uh, taking the fire. But yeah. you're right. But I'm say, but if John Henry sells Liverpool, frees up some cash, goes after Judge, two players, that's it. He's Okay, we, we can't then, get to it and, here. And you're back. We'll get to you, it next. I'll explain, I'll explain to you why John Henry buying other franchises has been bad for the Boston Red Sox. Right, Nick LePan has the latest in sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the up. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Fly 
Kevin Curtis on WEI. The X-Man has opted out. What is the Red Sox plan? He is supposedly their first order of business. But a lot of predictions that he's going to go somewhere else. So uh, Dodgers, Twins, Braves, Cardinals, um, Phillies, Cubs. A lot of uh, different my, my speculation guess, about where he might go. My, de- my guess is 100% the Phillies. Ooh. Reunite with Dombrowski? Yep. And Schwarbs? Schwarbombs. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my guess. But at this point, I would be surprised if he came back. Contract uh, various experts on this site suggesting 170 to 220 million somewhere in that range it's a big range over a 6 to 7 year contract I'm trying to find I, I there used to be the spaces thing and my stupid Gmail app is totally on the I I found a story where they had the prediction from espn.com I sent it to all the producers and I can't find it but <laughs> I thought it was 7 years 126 maybe it was 176 but either way that is not at all what I anticipated I thought he would be still commanding a little bit more money and that's the concern for the Red Sox, too, is let's say Xander doesn't go for a ton of money and he still signs elsewhere. What is it, uh, Nick? Six for 168. Six 28 one... million AAV. Hmm. Six 168, do that. I mean, he hit 307 in a year where batting averages were down. Fifth career silver slugger. He's definitely a leader. He's proven he can win here. There's every case to be made that you keep him, except for the fact that you brought in Story. And he plays like 150. Look at his games played by season. Yep. The, the guy is a gamer. He doesn't miss games. So he's not a guy that you're going to be concerned about breaking down. But it doesn't really make sense, would you admit, to put all that money into your middle infield if you're going to pay Story. Not a huge deal, but at least a fairly sizable deal. It, it, what doesn't make sense is they keep saying he's the most important thing to return. Why do they keep doing that? They, You know they it's don't feel lot. that it's way. It's a spin, right. I mean, they want to say that. Why? And, and, and hope that he tests the market. And he's not going to get this kind of money, and they'll bring him back at a discount. But what they're doing is giving Xander leverage to use against other teams. Well, not if he doesn't get that money, if he doesn't really get a good offer. If you don't give me X, you know the Sox are going to keep me. Or they're hoping it really drags out because Turner and Correa, this goes into February, and Xander gets nervous and just signs here. He just decides, you know but, what, but I'm not But all of those around. actions suggest that it's not the most important thing well, to correct. you. Correct. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, that's obvious. Now, before we get to the call, so John Henry. So John Henry, this week, uh, it was reported that he is putting the Liverpool uh, soccer club up for sale. That is thought to get $3, 4000000000 billion, whatever the total is, I'm not sure. Another pretty damn good investment by the Fenway Sports Group. <laughs> he is going to uh, do that in part because of the equity required to place a winning bid to purchase Dan Snyder's football team in Washington. And there was an NBC News report this week because we all assumed the second the news broke that Jay-Z, Matthew McConaughey were joining Jeff Bezos to put together a bid for a football team that nobody can outbid the richest man in the world. Well, I kind of respect this about Dan Snyder, who seems like a total slime ball. <laughs> he, has a vin- he has a vendetta against the Washington Post and the person that owns it, that being Jeff Bezos. So under no circumstance would Dan Snyder sell this team because at this point it's about spite he knows that Jeff can pay whatever he wants for a team, and he's not going to allow him to buy the one that he owns. And can the league do anything to coerce him to sell to Bezos? No. There's nothing they can do. I don't – I mean, how could they – The how, Goodell's how, henchmen behind the scenes. I don't know. Got, they, like Jeff Pash, like <laughs> chop off a dog's head at Slider's house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't – I mean, I guess there's probably something, given the way Goodell is able to manipulate things in his own favor. But that really opens the door for John Henry – to put down a $5 billion bid. So, let's just play this out. Last year, the Red Sox needed a closer. They bought a hockey team. (laughs) This year, they need Xander, they need some pitching, and they have an awful outfield, and they buy the Commanders. 
How do you think that makes people feel? Yeah, but they're also selling Liverpool. So in a way, it's a wash. No, they're spending more. They're using Liverpool and whatever gains they've gotten through Red Sox fans buying, you know, Wally bobbleheads to buy a football team. What's the cost of Liverpool v. Commanders? I think it's 2 to $3 billion difference. Cheaper? More expensive. More expensive for the Commanders than Liverpool. That's yeah. a surprise. Yeah, Is that I, because the European markets are down or what? I have no I mean, Liverpool. No. I, I thought Liverpool was $4 okay. billion or something Liverpool like that. value today. Let's check I'm not this out. Doubting. I believe it's 4.5. They're looking for both. The Commanders are looking for 4.5, and Henry's looking for 4.5 for Liverpool. Well, there Liverpool. you go. It's a wash. So it's nothing has changed. So it's not like he's buying another team. He's just swapping teams. So he'll be there for properly 5. committed. 5.6 billion is what the commanders are valued at. So 1.2 billion, not two. Sorry. Mm, okay. Well, that changes it. And you so need he's... the equity, the actual cash that you're getting in the deal that he doesn't have on hand. So that's why you're doing it. But as a business owner of the Red Sox, isn't, it, isn't he concerned about interest level? He still wants to make money on this team. And he's got to be concerned about the way they finished. And then I think he will realize they need to spend that $90 million. It's not like he's going to pocket that night. Ken, he's not even thinking about the Red yes, Sox. Yes, he is. Yes, what are he you is. talking about? How, why would you ignore one of your three biggest assets in your portfolio? Because you have people that do it. Okay, well, then they are going to understand. Does Mark Cannon say, Ken, who's hosting at 2 p.m. on the 27th of November? No, he's in charge of the entire Northeast. He's he's got he's the president of Odyssey Northeast. You're calling so you're equivalenting the Red Sox to a 2 p.m. host on a weekend. Well, I'm I'm equivalent. I'm I'm taking a guy, a very smart businessman and radio guy in Mark Cannon, who's been promoted to a position where he has a lot more things he has to worry about than the day-to-day operations of this radio station, which used to be his job. John Henry has had a huge explosion of his portfolio yeah. in many different markets. I mean, do you think it's easy to do a cross-border transaction selling the Liverpool team? Buying a team in the United States, going through those things, of course it's very intricate and difficult. But the Red Sox are still important, and they need to get people back beyond just the rules changes with a big signing, and I think they'll spend. And I'm telling you, right now, the Red Sox are about number five of John Henry's concerns. Okay, let's go to Jack in the South End. Hi, Jack. Hey, good morning. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, My my call is a bit more redundant now because you just made a few of these points a few minutes ago, but... um, on average, you were mentioning the, the sort of lowest uh, deal for bogey on the open market was like, as you said, 168 for six years or something. Uh, the higher end I saw was maybe like seven years, 200 million ish. But either way, I mean, I, I would say that's worth it for sure. Um, I mean, annually, in terms of annual value, that's like about the same as Chris Bryant. So I'm like, yeah, I think that's worth it, in my opinion. Um, one, one thing that also, as you, as you mentioned, I think Curtis mentioned this, he, he's missed like 41 games in four years or something. Um, and one, one thing that annoys me a little bit about the conversation is how some people sort of frame it as like, as if bogey is like a 37 year old, like, you know, on in the middle of his decline or whatever. Um, but no, he turned 30 like a month ago. Right. So I know you mentioned don't make deals in their thirties, but like he just turned 30 and not really shown much, much of a sign of slowing down. So I don't know. I think they should, I think that's worth it in my opinion. But would you at least admit Jack, if they do something else with the money, you might be okay with it. Like they could, you yes, know, it, they could justify it baseball wise. Right, right. They could maybe acquire Tom Brady for the theoretically. <laughs> right. If they get Rodon or something or whatever, then maybe. I mean, Aaron Judge, as you said, like obviously that would cost much more. But like, if it's if they make a big splash like that, I could forgive it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Good point. And, Very and good point. Uh, Jack is always good. And the the issue here is is that when it comes to the. It's just difficult. You know, I was going to use this on Wiggy this week, but we never got back to it. You have a favorite restaurant. 
mm-hmm. and then it becomes a, a chain. It's never the same. It's always good. Taco Bell. You know, right. Like, I was at the first Long John Silver, and then it just went to, <laughs> went to crap. But th- it's true. Like, you go to a restaurant, and then it spreads to 500 different locations. It's There's no way the person in charge is able to use the same love and care on the restaurant or on the product that they used to before. So what John Henry has done... But diversified portfolios are sometimes a good thing. Right. Ask Tom Brady how FTX did this uh, for him this week. It's like your third FTX. I think you'll pay for dinner tonight. I'm not worried about it. That's him. not what I read. It sounded like his whole wealth was tied up in it. So, you know, it's a concern. Okay, well, we're going to have a bake sale for the Greg Hill Foundation this week in, in honor of Tom Brady and what he needs. But the situation, if you're talking about commodities like soybeans is what John Henry sold to get his fortune, or hedge funds that do bet against companies succeeding then that's different than dealing with people. Do you think Xander Bogarts is the same thing as a crop in Iowa? You know, to these guys, unfortunately, they, they probably do view a lot of them that way. And don't you think that impacted this roster? Yeah, I think it did. I so think they then made that's a my point that. entirely. But now it's to the point of almost no return. Like, you've treated them so poorly. But, I not, just... but that's my point, though. Whether it's Xander or someone else, you're utilizing the same business practices that you used on non-sentient things. Yeah, I agree with that. But in terms of just whether it's a good idea to invest in the Red Sox to get people interested in the team to boost ratings, I think he'll view that as important. But here's the issue. You have Heim Bloom, who has worked his whole life, smart guy, worked with the Rays for years, got hired for this job to do something, whatever yep. it was, yep. to cut costs, become more reliable, more dependable, not needing the influence in time of the owner while he has other things going on. So you hire a talented guy like Ken Laird to run the day-to-day operations of this station. You hire Heim Bloom to run the day-to-day of the Boston Red Sox. Oh, thank you. So here's what you do. You let them do it. But what they can't do, because they... Can't stand owners the PR. Didn't give approval. The owner, no, the owners come in the second things are going awry, without really knowing how the day to days are going to be impacted, and they make these decisions without knowing exactly what to do because they fly in, they're mad, they see the bottom line attendance lowest in twenty years. Mm-hmm. We need to do something. Well, that's fine. Then pivot. I mean, in that case, it's their right to do so. They own the team, but so that's, then you but make... that's why they keep having these schizophrenic situations. Yeah, but I agree. Wouldn't you say listening to Hein Bloom over the last uh, several months, he his head is spinning. He is he's in kind of damage control. I, mean, I think it's understandable. I think his head's spinning since the deadline, where he intended to trade JD Martinez, trade Nathan Yavaldi, along with Christian Vasquez. And after the Vasquez deal, I'm I, I grant you he bungled that in the way that they told him and all that stuff. But because of the the, the blowback. He changed They course. changed their approach, yeah, in, the, in, in midweek, midstream. And I don't know if you heard the saying, you can't be half pregnant. <laughs> well, 617-779-7937, should the Red Sox sign Bogarts? Will they? What is their plan and approach this offseason? How do you fix this? Because you at least admit this. If you're Bloom, it's, it's, a tough, it's tough to get this team back to championship caliber in one offseason. If that's what he's tasked with and he's on the hot seat right now and the owners are saying, hey, fix this, how do you do it with $90 million to spend in one offseason? Right. If you flip the years, it's a totally different talking point today. If this year was a year ago and last year was this year, then you're sitting here saying, all right, we're on the come. We got, you know, we got to the playoffs, won a series, two series. We're a couple wins away from the World Series. You know, I believe in Heim. Mm-hmm. But they have squandered. And the, and the Astros have stayed hot for five years. They had no drop-off. The Astros are great. And you had Heim. When they beat the Rays, when they were up two games to one, top of the second, game four, the Red Sox are coming off a Xander bomb. They're up two to nothing, looking like they're heading to the World Series again. From that day until now, 
it has just been a bleep sandwich. And Devers is a mess. That situation's a mess. With uh, apparently, according to John Heyman, they're oceans apart still. So your your instinct as Bloom is, well, I better trade him now to get something for him. And there's you can't a lack, do that. And there's a total lack of trust. It appears between the organization, the players, and Heim. That well, I think Heim and Cora. I mean, I still go back to that. He's got to be nervous that Cora wants his job. He keeps hinting that he wants to be a GM someday. Uh, it is unbelievable. So anyway, it, the whole thing is is interesting. Now, over to the Patriots for a second, where Kraft is kind of in a similar. He's focused on the team. But you're right about that in terms of how he's viewing things right now. We heard him, you know, sort of getting involved early in the year. That's kind of faded. Well, he drafted Mac. I think he did. So, but then again, people were saying he was pushing for Bailey when it was Zappy v. Hoyer. So now the whole thing's confused. And we got lost in whose side everybody was on, but now it's back to Mac. Okay, fine. What does Kraft do if this thing goes one way or the other here in the second half? Do you think he acts rashly? Like you mentioned earlier, he... Wouldn't would love beyond anything Brady coming back right last great act of Robert Kraft perhaps Robert Kraft and I as I would and I think he should be wants to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and I think he deserves it and he's been I mean what an incredible thing again this year fifty million dollars for equity and healthcare at Mass General the guy's the most philanthropic owner we've had but my concern here is that they they're in a very difficult precarious situation for two reasons one. You have nobody better than Bill Belichick to replace him as a head coach. He is also the face of this organization. Mm-hmm. There is a precipitous drop between Bill and Bill Mac. Judon. I mean Judon. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's Nick Folk. Um, <laughs> you know, you have the, the light. The lighthouse is another year, so yeah. we have to wait on that. That right. might be number two. So you don't want to root one. You fire Bill, and then you admit, yep, clearly wrong, and who I sided with here. And who are you bringing in? I don't think Sean Payton's coming here. I don't know who the guy would be. Maybe Billy O'Brien. Who the hell knows? But maybe Vrabel would be a guy that you could in- install, but I know there were issues you with Vrabel. You, like McDaniels, who at one point probably was a favorite. You cannot go there anymore. Oh, my that God. Is, that is kicked. McDaniels couldn't coach Rivers right now. <laughs> um, and he BC, so, though. He could turn BC around. Oh, God. Halfley. God, is he suck. By the way, they're going with Edmund Moorhead again today. How's this new quarterback? Uh, what a last Six five gunslinger? What a name to have in college. Four TDs last week. I love it. Three thirty uh, NC State right here in ninety three. I feel so bad for ever saying Jerkovic and Heisman in the same sentence. <laughs> he should have gone pro last year. That guy. <laughs> Where in like USFL? Well, he would have got a paycheck. But the so I I don't think for those reasons it makes sense for Bill to fire him. The other thing that you wish you should do is evaluate the coaching staff you have, but. As Mike Florio has reported, you can't really make Matt Patricia the the scapegoat if you have your kids coaching on the other side of the ball. So well, you can, yes, you can, and you can't if you're Bill, if you're Robert, make a point to say we're against nepotism when you know who's taking over the team when Robert leaves. So it's a, it's a very weird situation. Jonathan Kraft did a radio interview for the first time in a while. Didn't the, get a lot of play. No, nope, no play surprised. at all. Yeah, uh, buzzless. But the um, he was staunchly. Behind Bill Belichick. Defending Bill, the company line. We, we believe in Bill, which they have to. They chose Bill. They picked him over Brady. Fine. Right. But you don't have to do that interview, and you don't have to say all those things. And so he chose to do that because I believe that's where the organization sits. Right. So you're going to have status quo with the head coach. The other way that you can make a change is to accept that you were wrong and either bring McDaniels back, which would be the number one option, should he get fired. As, as coordinator, obviously. Right. And then you figure out the rest. Or... You work, you work on Billy O'Brien. But in either case, you are now having... No, well, or it, you work on TB12. 
if they can do that, that would be the number one option. Bringing back Tom Brady at 46 for a final run. They give Brady, and then it would be very wise for, you know how I just said you can't replace Bill who's there? Well, you get Brady to be like Elway, and he's in the front office, and he has equity in the team, and he stays here, and he plants his feet in Boston. Sure, yeah. And then that's the legacy going forward. And the carrot for Brady is, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the Patriots are in. <laughs> Patriots, I don't know if they're in better shape to win because that division is so bad there. But the coach obviously makes it a much better situation. What is the, give me, give me, I'm going to give you this both so it doesn't just sound like honk for Brady. Brady's most needed thing right now from my seat. Stability. Is stability. Yes, and somebody and to take care of all the BS he's that you know distracted someone, him down Someone there. that demands accountability yep. other than him. And yep. that's lacking this year. Say what you want about Arians. He's a nut job, but he would call people out. Bill, what is the one thing he would take right now? A, oh. a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, and he, and he would even take Brady questioning this and that because that's he's earned it. Not Max saying why this, why that. But but what what Bill would be able to do is say, Tom, the offense is yours. Do whatever you want. Right. And then he could take his time. You know, hang out with his kids. Do they have and, the weapons for him to win here? The weapons they have now are better than the ones they had in 2019, and it's not close. Well, are they better than the Bucks' weapons currently? With might be Bright and Scotty drop the ball. The and, tight ends are definitely better with the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. Who's the guy? Who's the tight end that caught one last Kate week? Kate Otten. Kate Otten. Man, that was a great drive. I would like to see it. You know I'm not a Brady fan, but that would be a great move for both sides. Well, as someone who runs a radio station in Boston, I would hope that you'd be into that. <laughs> Let's go to Paulie in the truck. Right. Hi, Paulie. What's going on, Paulie? Right on, boys. Right on, boys. You only live once. we got to make make this thing right. You know, I, I, Tom Brady reserves the right to change his mind. You know, but he, he said he would have been caught dead in the Northeast. You know, how many people have come back here to play? How many players have returned here to play? We get it, most of all, we got to do this thing right and get the right get the right quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. You need to protect Tom Brady, though. We're going to make have to have a rock solid offensive line to protect him and bringing him back here. It absolutely, this has to be done. <laughs> you have to you have yeah. to bring him back. Yeah, yeah where's Danny no on the uh, Shaq Mason talk versus Cole Strange? Yeah, you, you make great points, Paulie. It's 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 the only exit strategy that, that honestly, Ken. Now that we've been talking about it. There's no way you can remove Bill in any way unless you have a Brady-esque person there because you need that credibility. You need to have a trust in this system. The Patriot way continues because this is, I think, um, the caller uh, early on who pointed out some things when I, he said that I was wrong about questioning Bill, he was dead on that outside of Capers, there's not been a single hire outside of the family, so to speak. All right, I want to give us a little play. I, I really don't think fans believe it to be possible. Most fans. Okay, we can come but, out with any one of the people nationally this week, whether it was Jeff Howe, whether it was Nick Wright, you name it, people were mentioning this, and I think it's a legitimate Colin Coward. It is back on the table. Brady returning to New England, correct? And it's all begun because of questions asked on the Greg Hill Show, which led to Bill and Tom start to make out with each other. All right, we'll give, a, we'll give it a little uh, test. I think some people are starting to consider it, but not a lot. I could be wrong. We'll discuss next. Right back to it, Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Zero, no, definitely not. I mean, I think I returned for, um, you know, because I felt like I wanted to compete. And, um, you know, I spoke to the team about it, and they were excited to have me back. And, um, you know, I don't really regret those types of things. So I uh, think when I commit to it, I I mean it, and I do my best and Mm -hmm. try to give everything I can to this this particular opportunity so i think the frustrating part is we just haven't played to the way we're capable of playing and that's for a number of different reasons and um this is a very important game for us we have a bye week 
after this, and uh, you know, it gives you a chance to kind of evaluate where you're at. And I'd much rather evaluate being five and five than four and six. So we got to just win this game. That's Brady a couple days ago over in Germany, maybe yesterday. Press conference over there, getting ready for the 9 a.m. start tomorrow against Gino in Seattle. Would he come back? Uh, Is there a chance? Doesn't regret coming back this year. Ken. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was actually made in Germany, so I have a, a kinship with Tom Brady there Too this much week. Information. Uh, Germany actually loves the NFL. They used to have a pretty good Euro football league. They were into it. There's the American base, obviously, in, in Rammstein, Germany. And uh, anyway, so I think it'll be a great, get, great scene at FC Bayern Munich tomorrow. And I don't expect Tom to say anything else, but I, I I have to believe that there are elements of regret in a lot of cases for Tom right now. But he well, maybe not. Maybe he's you know he's sad. He's not happy about the divorce, but he's at least come to peace with it. And you know this is he doesn't regret playing football, and that means he's going to play it for a couple more years. And he said this week, in response to the Bill comment on your show, the Greg Hill show, that. He watches every Patriots game. I mean, I don't even want to watch every Patriots game right now. Uh, <laughs> They've had some entertaining ones. The Bears game was got. They are fascinating. Some, moments, some highs and lows in that one. That Bears game was as uh, I, was it was it uh, Merloni Forriamego yesterday that were ranking the Patriots game so yeah, far. Yeah, the, what was the signature moment of the I year? I loved. I mean, I love Mego. Nothing against Mego at all. But yesterday they were all kind of like I think Fourier was on a sugar high and Fitzy was uh, Fitzy for there was a very uh, entertaining listen yesterday afternoon. They going did a around. good job. But um, they uh, that Bears game. I don't know who didn't that the Bears game is number one for the Finn, most. Entertaining. Finn rated it seventh or something. That's what they were upset about. Oh, okay. The Bears game that that first half was. Yep. Must see TV. Yeah, <laughs> it was shocking. Like, when was the last time you watched a sporting event and you were legitimately shocked? Yeah, it was edge of your seat stuff. I speaking mean, the of Packers game was great too. Speaking of shocked, that that final drive by Tom, it's there have been so many cases over the course of his career where people have been literally about to hit send. Some like Kellerman hit send a couple times about the demise. You know, whether it was mm-hmm. in 2014, yep. Trent Dilfer, they're not good anymore through fall, and fall off the cliff with Kellerman, through the 2018 playoff run, we're not good anymore, nobody thinks we're good, till he goes to the Bucks, they suck, you're going to the Bucks, idiot. Up until that drive, <laughs> where you're sitting Which there. surprised even Brady. Oh, my God. They had not even been bad. They had been bad for seven weeks on offense. Literally. In three and three quarters of a quarter. And the deep, I'm saying, like, so the defense, and they've been perpetually in decent field position. And their punter is on steroids. The guy's sitting like 80-yard bombs. And they get the ball back with 44 seconds. If you thought he was going to do that, God bless you. I didn't think it, but I have learned my lesson to not send a tweet or even text you. Well, mostly. you did it with the Jets mostly. game last year. Almost uh, you were wrong on that. Well, a year but, later. But, but, I, but no, you're right. That, that, that just The second they completed that 30-yard throw, the longest pass play of the day down the middle, Yep, it was over. I, I knew somehow, some way, they spiked the ball with 28 seconds. Well, he still has it, and would he come back? Would he ever come back here? But that's what I'm talking about is that magic, that yep, guy. still a little he's magic. He's still there, and it's not the same. I would compare it to Pedro at the end, right? Pedro's peak is never going to be matched. The guy was the greatest pitcher I've ever seen. He was a force of nature. His starts were the city was alive. You knew Pedro was starting based on the mood of the people around the city of Boston. And what Brady is, he's not Brady Super Bowl 51. He's not, you know, that overtime in the final minutes of that game was something you'll never see again ever. But he's still Brady. You know, Pedro is still Pedro. He, right. he, had the, he had the moxie and he had the guile and he had the box office appeal. And that's what I think Kraft will be into. Tatum can go down and uh, campaign to get him here. Tatum and Pasta, you send no, them No, no, we need Olenek. 
and Olenek. Tatum, Pasta, and Olenek. And uh, Ref Snyder. And Greg. You send, you send the best city's best. All right, uh, 774. What would be perfect is if Brady came back for one more year to quarterback the team, then retired and became the quarterback coach for the Patriots. 603. Get Brady, trade Mac, have Zappy learn under Brady for a year. Oh, the 774 texture. Curtis, blowing out your ass about Brady. I'm changing the radio station. Uh, imagine being a Boston sports fan sad about Brady talk, you pathetic child. Well, they have a right to feel wrong. The guy for the last year was total Benedict Arnold. He had checked out. You he won't was, catch me dead living in the Northeast. He was meeting clandestinely with Miami owners on docks. Would I it mean, shock you if Kraft and Brady talked about the wedding, about coming back to the Patriots? And would you be outraged about that tampering? Uh, oh yes, God. that's that's unethical. I, I would hope he waits to the off season and then does the right so thing, and comes back and makes amends. So you're into ethics. Who's your head coach? Uh, Ron Renneke. Let's go to Tim in the car. Hi, Tim. Hey, Ken Curtis, love the show, man. So, uh, Curtis, I'm kind of with you, man. I think you know Brady probably had a nice little chat with Crafty at the wedding and said, "Hey, you know, if you remove Bill, I'll come back. Let me bring back the coach I want. If it's McDaniel's, someone who wants to have be the head coach, and then." Let them go on a run for a year and see how it goes down. I think that's possible. And hit the comment from Kraft of Lenny. I'm trying to bring my boy back to Beantown. Kind of speaks leverage at a lot of levels. I'm going to hang up with you guys. Chat, love the show. Keep it going. Wait, Thanks, who, Tim. who said bring my boy back to Beantown? Kraft said that. I guess I, I don't know. I might well, my, I might have missed it. Oh, he hung up. That's news to me. Has that been reported somewhere? Kraft he, said that he put it on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> that's why I missed it. <laughs> no, but seriously, I could see Brady going to that event. Now, it cost him the Steelers game. He, he, he lost the game. Oof, because oof, of that. I'll never forget that one. But he's sitting there with Ty Law. You know, you go to an event with Ty Law and you get caught up in the old mystique, the nostalgia. Oh, the old... You know, Ty was full of crap with us, and I love Ty, but you know, he's like, Tom, what are you doing? Where are you going? Ty Law basically got Gilmore out of New England. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing. And you know, it eats at Robert Kraft to see Tom Brady win a title with the Bucks. To have him to Brady to now have to have Byron Leftwich coaching him and be like, I need Bill. God, I need Bill. I miss Bill. Okay, Brady's already succeeded outside of here. Bill has yet to. Do you understand that? Okay, but we're now in 2022, and the Patriots have a better record. He's lost to the Steelers and the Panthers. If the season ended today, who's going to the playoffs? Uh, The season does not end today. Oh, okay, but so we're doing the barometer today, though. Well, he's going to win by default in the worst division that's ever been created, and that includes some of the worst divisions he was a part of here. Did he create those rules? No. Okay, what does Bill say? But it won't last forever. Do business as business is being done. All right, 617-779-7937. Oh, good, we got a Shaq Mason caller on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, we have Danny on, too, which there's not (laughs) enough time here. So in the 11 o'clock hour, you might get that. Cole Strange looks great, idiot. Um, Also... Got to talk a little Celtics and Bruins, I think. I mean, God, they deserve a little discussion here. Uh, at some point, the more important title of the two, that sounds like a cliche topic, which deserves some uh, diving into. It's Saturday. We wouldn't Let's do it do if it, it wasn't a cliche. Ken and Curtis. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a test- 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.